Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Achtung Lowell, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Accept no substitute. Uh, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to the world-famous Actung Millwall, the real Millwall fan show. And it's a bit of a delayed one for obvious reasons. Firstly, because Nick Hart was pissed on Saturday night. Harry was pissed <laughs> and I was just pissed off. Um, but yeah, we, we, we're doing a bit of a funny one. We're giving you the real Millwall fan show and a bit of a, a reaction from Millwall's defeat at QPR. Uh, joining me, of course, Daddy-O, the pod father himself, it is Nick Hart. How you doing, pal? I'm good, Aaron. Yeah, I think we needed a bit of space from Saturday to absorb the what is the the end of the season, really, isn't it? And I think we've all had our, we've all been for our respective crises over the weekend, and I think now we're on Monday morning, and um, we're all in a much, much more um, logical frame of mind to talk about it all. So, yeah, well, joining me as well, of course, there's only one man for this show, uh, powered by Guinness. It is Harold Warren. <laughs> powered by Guinness. So right. Sun- Sunday morning was fine. I woke up with a clear head and uh, looking forward to the new season already, um, whatever that looks like. But uh, yeah, uh, get get us back get us back in the den. I've had enough now. Lockdown football, we can't get in the playoffs. Let's wait until we all can return safely back to normality or whatever the new normality is. Whatever normality is, Harry. I mean, that's, that's going to be, I mean, we've stuck that on the agenda to talk about later on, but... Um, you know, it, it remains to be seen what 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 becomes of spectator sport. Um, certainly in the in the opening months of this new season, which uh, we expect to start in September or, or late August. But um, you know, it's going to be an interesting period ahead because um, certainly I think football football generally, I think sport generally, but football's our our choice here. It can't carry on like it is right now. It's um, you know, every game you, you have seen on on the uh, since the restart has lacked a certain pizzazz, hasn't it? I mean, I don't think any. Um, there's there's a there's a compulsiveness that's been missing from football since the restart. I don't know if you'd agree, Aaron, from your side. It, it, it lacks that essential, um, you know, the essential something, which is the presence of a crowd. Yeah, I mean, I've just enjoyed being back personally, you know. Um, but I agree with you. It has. It's a bit odd going in there without fans and and. The lack of atmosphere does make things very, very strange, and and it, the lack, of, the atmosphere actually helps you as well. Um, doing the job I do, mm. it helps you um, sort of guide things. It guides you along with things like red cards, yellow cards, stuff like that. You listen to the noise of the crowd because sometimes you are literally busy. You know, we've got to buzz through to the office and stuff, and you've, you. you 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 got to do that. You got to make some notes. You got to do that kind of thing, and you can't have you know eyes everywhere. Um, 
and 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 the the buzz of the crowd really does help sometimes. But um, yeah, yeah, the fans are missed. They really are missed. We've certainly missed it. I think Millwall's season ended pretty realistically as soon as QPR scored on on Saturday, and um, from there onwards, I think that was probably it. In all honesty, I think we're always going to struggle. Although we made an open game of it, but it was it was always uphill. Um, and I think the, the the lack of fans has cost us in particular more than more than many. I think probably all clubs would say this, but from a Millwall with Millwall goggles on, it's cost us particularly hard because that's our that's our, our secret weapon, not so secret weapon. I mean, with with the government saying that um, certain sport events are going to reopen sort of on the first of August, and I think they've earmarked Glorious Goodwood and yeah. a couple of other bits and pieces. I wouldn't be surprised if we start the season with fans, you know. I, I think to start it at Glorious Goodwood and certain things, I think that's very stupid um, uh, in terms of what that entails. But I can understand why they've why they've picked key sporting events. But I just feel like football is the perfect is the perfect sport to do it with. Um, that's not speaking solely from from a football perspective or a football head on. It's just that you know. Um, Things go out the window when you've had a drink. We all know this from society in general. And uh, horse racing in general is just a glorified drinking day, isn't it? It's not a... Um, I mean, be as well, though, Harry Cody. Yeah, exactly. They, they've so chosen the, um, Surrey versus... Um, I, I wouldn't say county yeah. cricket is, though, is it? I, I mean, I've never been to a county cricket match. I mean, it's a test it, match. We all see people on Teddy and TV. I mean, the, 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 the piss-up comes with test match cricket. Because you've got the England versus you know Australia, um, India, or you know, whoever you're playing. So there's a certain when there's a big crowd in, and it's a long day. You know, you're on the source. Well, some are on the source pretty much from eleven o'clock onwards. You know, ten o'clock onwards sometimes, and it's a long day. So you will get um, as the afternoon wears along. You get you're getting the songs. You're getting the all that comes with that. So. Um, County cricket, to a degree, you get a little bit. You don't get the same kind of intense team loyalty. Well, there's a little bit of it, not so much. But it's more the fact that you're there for a long day's drinking. You know? Yeah, but I'm, I'm more wondering what the attendance would be like at a county cricket match on a Tuesday compared to Glorious Goodwood on a Saturday first rugby meet for who Rail Henry's to turn up at. I suppose you've got more space to play with at a race course. Exactly. It's a larger area, isn't it? I mean, it's a big place. So Yeah, I suppose, I suppose. Well, they, they, they were never going to do a test event at a football game, let's be fair. No, of course they be, I think it'd be very stupid to do a test event at a football. So, it's going yeah. to be, I mean, reduced, reduced attend. I've seen, I was watching some, um, one of my secret passions listeners, I watched a bit of speedway racing and, and I was watching, there's a Polish event, it's a big sport in Poland and there's, you generally get full house crowds of you know upwards of six ten fifteen thousand it's, it's a big sport out there but they were running a meeting with um a, i think it's a 40 percent um capacity so you know and you had them socially distanced in the in the crowd and, and so on so it, it can be done um but again it, that's not as raucous well out there it can be you know you get people on on, on, the, on the beer and, and shouting and whatnot so um, it's going to be an interesting thing. Um, certainly, we can't carry on as we are. I mean, no. I, this, this is no long-term um, prospect. Uh, there's no way that the sport, it, it generally in football, as it, it, certainly below the top two uh, tiers, can continue as it is at the moment. It's just not financially viable. 
forty percent capacity is pretty much Millwall on a Tuesday night, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's just we've all been to those games. So I, was, just... I was talking to Ryan. I said that is definitely Barnet Capital One Cup first round, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't even think it's forty. I think it's four. Normally, Wickham come out as a as a first round or second round draw in the old uh, LDB Vans or whatever it's called this week cup. We normally have that Johnson's paint trophy type thing back in League One day. You could do it if you had the whole stadium open and you set up a bar of I don't know, say what was forty percent of the dens capacity, say eight eight thousand. It might not be exactly. Is that all the season ticket holders? That's probably going to be in that. Probably going to be in that. But I mean, you'd have to seat people apart, so they'd have to be enforced. And then you know that that that, that's that's always fun and games at the den when you (laughs) enforce where people sit. People get very um, disproportionately um, antagonistic over stuff. But you you could do it if if people are cooperative and will go along with it. Well, that remains to be seen. Nick, is is your actual season ticket third shit corner? No, 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 no. My my seat number is somewhere else. Um, it's it's um, uh, um once or twice. I, I, I mean, I, I like where I sit. I mean, it's just a nice little cubby hole for me to sit and do what I do because, um, if you sit talking to yourself, you draw some really funny looks, listeners. I mean, people think you're you're, you're a copper, or people think you're there as security. First or thing, people don't think that you're you know got mental problems. You're more worried about people being old Bill <laughs> at Millwall. Does that not speak more volumes for for what we are as a club than than anything else? You know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I mean, you, you know, you, I, I like to ferret myself away somewhere. You can kind of also, you know, you, you can say what you want to say, and so you might keep it, you might edit it in the, in the kind of post-match production thing. Um, but no, no, that's not my seat. No, far from it, Aaron. I mean, I think I'm, I think I'm in block two somewhere. It's just like a random seat in block two. And I, I, I don't know. That I think I tried to book the ticket up there once for you know not that anyone ever enforces it but i think it's it, that block that part of block one is not for sale i think i don't sell season tickets there but i don't want you weird. underneath weird maybe it's maybe it's down for the pigeon i don't know oh i've just been told i'm off to Bir- birmingham derby birmingham derby. what a when great last game of the season wednesday night was it wednesday night last game of the season mm. Blues oh. versus derby. they're in trouble aren't they well birmingham they're just losing 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 <laughs> And uh, yeah, you never, know. you never know; they could get sucked into it down at the bottom of the touch. That's where the action is now, isn't it? The the relegation. The relegation. Well, we wouldn't know it, you know. Obviously, following Millwall, so you know we wouldn't uh-huh. know. We, we would chase play. Yeah, I mean, it's so long. Luton, Luton are third from bottom on forty eight points. Charlton on forty eight by goal difference. They've got a substantial goal difference over Luton, so that that will count in their favour. And then Birmingham. Um, in twentieth on fifty. Charlton got on the last day. Charlton on the last day. Uh... I'll just I'll go through. Do you know what? I'll I'll run through sort of the fixtures. It's Birmingham yeah. Derby, Brentford Bansley, mm-hmm. Bristol City PNE, Cardiff Hull, Leeds Charlton, Leeds <laughs> Ellen Road, Luton Blackburn, Millwall Huddersfield, Forest Stoke, Reading Swansea, Sheffield Wednesday Borough, West Brom QPR, and Wigan Fulham. And there's so many permutations and connotations and how, how I mean the Cal- Charlton will be sweating Aaron Charlton I mean it'd be, be lovely sweating. if they got relegated wouldn't it I mean next Charlton. season will be <laughs> the deadest championship for Millwall that possibly could happen no Leeds no Charlton no, no. West Ham no I mean who becomes who becomes the team that we don't like will it be Wickham Derby Derby no no it won't be Derby it'll be Wickham 
because the Ainsworth factor and free. Yeah, yeah, true. but you can't get terribly excited over Wickham, really, can you? It's not no, like, I'm not yeah. terribly excited over Wickham. I is mean, it Coventry, what, Rotherham coming up, Harry? Oh, and God, what Wickham? is this? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's like yeah. a Scottish restaurant. Just bland <laughs> and shit, and I don't really want it. I dreams of I dreams of Leeds away under the lights in the Premier League. I had dreams, gentlemen. I had dreams. The dreams were, were dashed. Dashed at Warren. Um, Warren. Uh, I mean, Loft, just on, on a side right. note, on a side note, I, I'd love it if Luton stay up. I'd oh, actually love it. Yeah, you express this. I'd love it. How bad are those grands to be in the championship? Luton, Coventry yeah, not playing at their grand, Wickham. Who did you say? Who did Luton have? Was it Huddersfield? You said, Aaron. Luton, the Huddersfield. Luton, Luton Blackburn. You said, wasn't it? Luton Blackburn at Kenilworth. In fairness, in fairness to Luton and the ground, though, Nick. I mean, when Luton started looking for a ground, you were doing your eleven plus, weren't you? It's a horrible little ground. He's got a certain. He's trying to move out of there for how long? Forever, forever. Well, it's got the same feeling that I mean, Griffin Park is a much nicer. Um, but the same sense, you're walking around the back of someone's backyard and up past their, their bathroom and then suddenly there's a football stand in front of you. You know, you've got that it's kind of... Um, and, and Luton has that that kind of vibe, doesn't it? The old hybrid used to have a little bit of that, but that I'll obviously what, had grandia, you know. I went to Griffin Park the other week and I was walking down Braemar Road, which is where the main stand is there, mm. and this woman saw me, gave me a filthy look. I was like, all right, okay, fair enough. So I've got into the ground. Uh, checked out on all that, gone round into the, uh, the stairwell, which goes up towards like the press box, yeah. gone up a stairwell and you're facing someone's house. And I'm looking at the same woman in her kitchen. <laughs> She's standing there looking at me. I'm like, oh, okay. She's got like the big, you know, sort of um, V-Lux doors, you know, the, the bifold doors open. And she's looking back at me. I'm like, yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, around, quickly scuttle back up. I know, I know you're supposed to say that Brentford's a charming ground. I, I, I won't miss it that much, personally. I never, the, the, the charm never really got that far into me for Griffin Park. So it's going to be interesting to see their new, new stadium, which is up at Kew Bridge, mm. I think. Isn't it? And um, yeah, good, the good luck to them. They played well this season. They're third as we speak. With although they threw away a huge chance at the weekend, didn't they? Lee Gregory. Lee Gregory came back to haunt Brentford. So there's still a point behind West Brom going into the final game. So West Brom actually have it in their hands, although everyone seems to go to the jelly in this in this division when the, the big moments come. I'm one I mean, just as a point of conversation, we're straying far from the Millwall theme here, listeners, but hey, you know, you don't have to listen to the show if you don't want to. Um, we don't charge you anything. <laughs> don't charge you any extra or less. Leeds, Leeds in the Premier League. Um it was I, a wank fest, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I think they're going to get found out in the Premier League. I mean, you know, Reckon. yeah. Oh, I'm having, I'm having. A, I'm, this is the Harry betting portion of the show. Um, mm-hmm. I think you could have a very good. Uh, I think you could have a very good treble. You could push it to a quadruple that Wickham finish bottom of the Championship, Southend finish bottom of League Two, and Leeds finish bottom of the Premier League. I think you could have a very, very good odd bet on that. Um, I think I think Leeds will fall into that. that there's, there's there's a whole genre of, 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 of a subgenre of the teams that look great coming out of the Championship, shoot their way out with goals. You know, looking looking like um, you know the kind of classic Dutch masters of the seventies. Listeners and get into the Premier League, and after about three or four games, teams work them out. Defensively, they're not as strong as they are going forwards, like so many are nowadays. And I think they're going to struggle. I I, I I think the quality of the Premier League will find its way through. At least defence. They don't. 
And what you find out is you can be a terrible side in the Premier League. And if you've got a pacey forward that will get you 15 to 20 goals a season, you suddenly jump very far away from the relegation fodder. Norwich were a fantastic side in our division, but they They needed goals. They were the entertainers, but that doesn't really work when you're in the Premier League. Southampton have got Danny Ings, you know, West Ham for all their faults have got Antonio who somehow manages to keep them up every year. You know, there's, there's Leeds don't have a striker and they've still managed to get out of the championship, you know. With Norwich, I mean, I, I was there at the game they got relegated at. You know, people were going nuts on, on sort of 606 and the radio and whatnot and turning around and going, they gave it no fight, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. At the end of the day, Stuart Webber, their director of football, and Farker, their manager, had this idea of going up and sticking with their identity. Because mm. what you see with clubs when they're going to the Premier League is they'll come up playing this brilliant brand of football. Then they'll sign players on massive money. Look at Swansea, your IUs of this world, your, uh, your Gomez's, on massive wages. And then they'll end up playing rugby to try and stay in the Premier League because they're desperate for the money. And you lose your identity. And then you have to go back to the championship, reset and come back up. With Norwich, um, Farquhar actually turned around and said, in his first season, they finished 17th and the club was very, very, very close to the brink. Let's be fair. Dealey hasn't knocked out a cookbook in how many years now? They had to sell James Madison just to stay afloat. Now, they've got Stuart Webber in. They've used this money ball idea. They've brought in players like Wendia, like Pookie. All these players have come through. And slowly, slowly, they've built themselves a unit, which I reckon, I still reckon, I reckon they'll be a force in the championship next year, you know? I, well, I, think, really I, think, I, think, I think they'll be in that yo-yo zone, you know? I, um, think, I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll win it. I mean, I think that if Brentford don't go up, Brentford will walk the division next season. Um, I think Fulham I think will... people will poach from Brentford like Irish. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
You're listening to Achtel Millwall. I'd be, I'm more happy with Millwall being in the sense that I think it's done Millwall a favour because I definitely think people like, maybe less so Wallace now because I don't think people, I think maybe that ship has sailed. I think maybe his last big move, I might be wrong, but I think maybe that, that if he was going to go, he would have gone in January to a Premier League club trying to survive like Aston Villa or someone. I'd or agree with Norwich you. will fancy him on the other way down. But Cooper is the one for me, that one that just shouts another level um, because of what he can do and what he what he is. You know, he's a very unusual football player. His height, his fact that he's English under the quota system in the Premier League, the fact of his age, the fact that he's left-footed, it, it's all... It's all plus points now. Plus, he, plus, he's added the string to his bow, Harry. That he's getting forwards and he's looking comfortable on the ball in some unlikely situations for a big man of you know the central defence. I think it's going to be an interesting um, few weeks because we've now got a close season coming. Reading the news at Den, Gary Rowe is um, not not in the mood to take positives. Is their story um, after? Losing out, he says it's disappointing. Contrast is being drawn between the way Neil Harris approached the championship, talking about you know survival being our, our, our priority, and I think that was appropriate for the time. And now I think that we have developed. I think Rowett has has developed this squad as far as it can go. Probably, um, I always thought that the the playoff run was a bit of an unlikely outcome, in especially after we gave up so you know limply against uh, Derby on the first game after the restart. That that set a bit of a tone unfortunately um but we do now have the idea that we can think about being in the top 10 top six possibly and that's becoming a, a kind of a a Millwall normal which is which is an advancement in mentality i mean i mentioned in the group chat that if you compare the side that started at the weekend to the side that started the Fulham game on that friday night two seasons ago um Six of those players were involved um, in either the squad or the subs bench. Um, that was Williams is in being the sixth man of that squad. But the back four was near enough the same bar in Meredith. Um, and you have to look at it and Wallace and obviously uh, Wallace in midfield, the back three of Romeo, um, Hutchinson and Cooper. So the, the spine is sort of the same. We've improved if you have a look at those players, Archer, has been replaced with the much better Bilikowski. The left-back, still really haven't sorted the left-back out. We, we've got Murray Wallace playing a good way and in the five, Ferguson works there, but we haven't got a recognised left-back. No, I agree. I, I agree. You know, there's, there's still key positions that aren't right. The midfield is an issue because Woods really is your replacement for Williams, but we still haven't really replaced Savile two seasons on. Um, and as you said, Billy Mitchell and Ben Thompson are the future. Um, and then up front, we severely lack goals, which I'm guessing most of the teams in the championship, if you listen to anyone's podcast, you'll sit there and they'll bemoan the lack of a striker and the strikers are the ones that cost money. We're at a crossroads. You know, this side has played to the best of its ability to get to where it did, much like the side that come up from League One and finished, what did we finish, eighth or ninth that season, just fell short of the playoffs. You can't expect players to do that all the time. And if you do, you risk having a season like we did last season, you know, where we, we, we stayed up on the last day or, or the game before the last day. It, lessons have to be learnt from the ball. They have to back Gary Rowett in this transfer window, whether that be wages or with transfer fees. Ryan Woods, although my doubts on what he can't, 
he can do more than what he can't. He's not a complete football player for me. The reason that he's not a complete football player for me was proven by the QPR game is when Woods is marked out the game, he becomes a passenger because he's he can't he can't do the rough and tumble. It's not his natural game. That's not a knock. That's just understanding that certain players have certain rules, uh, roles to play, and that's not his role. So that's fine as long as everyone's accepting that. He's the new Williams. That's fine. Um, but you have to have a terrier. That's backhanded. Well, well, he is. He's not, he's not gonna. He. It's not reinventing the wheel. You need a ball player and you need a terrier. That's how we got promoted in the eighties, right? That's what my dad says to me all the time. That's what a Millwall side needs. You need the tiger in the middle next to the ball player. It, it's not. You know, Jimmy Abdu couldn't play a pass five yards, but he mopped everything up and got you going. We haven't got one of them either. And really, we, we could do with one of them. The, the key roles to play this way of football that we do, you know, we're not going to play. Hutchinson can't play with the ball and neither can Pierce. So you have to lose one. So I lose Pierce. I don't lose Hutchinson. But then you need the leader who can talk. So you need to sign a ball playing centre-half who talks. You know, there's the, the squad doesn't need major surgery it just needs personnel to be that little bit better that little bit of quality like you said Darren it's it's close and the problem is is by being close key decisions have to be made and I'm sure they will be made but it's not helped by the fact the number two isn't there anymore um, which is another decision that has to be made and we just have to get this right because we don't want to lose what we've gained this season we've gained progress and even if we stayed where we were by improving the squad next season and finished sort of top 10, that would be a success for me because of our size. But I just can't help. It's natural to feel disappointed from where we were. And it's a bit yeah, of what if. Absolutely. Of what if we scored against Barnsley with that goal? What if yeah. we didn't get beat by Derby? And that's good because that means that ideally that would spur them on. But we know Millwall and we know that... Well, it means you're not accepting... You know, it's not second best, but you're not accepting your lot in life as a as a lower level championship side, possibly a League One side occasionally. You know, the the aim is higher than that, and that's the right thing. That's what you want to hear. I mean, the the, yeah. um, the interview that Gary Rabbit gave to the news at Den about um, you know ambitious, uh, paraphrasing a little bit, but you know, everyone knows what I mean. That we we, we want to be looking upwards. That's what you want to hear. I think there are some hard decisions that will need to be taken. I mean, we don't know if any money will come in for some of our, our plum players. I mean, who knows whether Jed's uh, moment has passed? Possibly, possibly not. We don't know. Um, Jake Cooper will certainly be an attractive player for teams at a higher level. I think he does have the potential to develop himself into a better defender still than what he is at the moment. And that's going to be quite... As it needs. Possibly, needs. possibly, possibly. Definitely Ben White. Ben White, Brian have already come out and said that Ben White's going nowhere. And Leeds will need a centre half, and I, I, I'm worried that I'll see him in a Leeds shirt next year. Uh, I mean, you'd have to pay more than fifteen million quid. They will have the funds. I, I know, I, I, well, you can have you can have the funds as much as you like, but I, I, I fear that Leeds will not be a big enough club for Jake Cooper. What in the uh, Premier League? Yeah, I think there's bigger clubs in that that would be interested. Like, with, bigger, with bigger budgets, I think if you get in a bidding war, my my example will be James Tarkovsky will not be at Burnley. He has got Burnley written all over him. Burnley have more money than Leeds because they've been there longer. And Leeds really need the striker. The striker's going to 
keep him up. Bamford's not going to score him enough goals in that, in that league. I understand what you're saying, but I don't think it's just, oh, there's Leeds interested. I think there'll be more than, you know, the bottom, the bottom half of that, of that Premier League will be interested in him, surely. Because they're all... I've got, I've got a question for you both because Harry and I, just before um, Aaron joined our call listeners, Aaron and I were just talking about our defensive um, stability this season. And I, I was making the point, and I've got this is more of an, emo, an emotional kind of um, point than a, anything based on statistics because the numbers almost say the opposite to what I'm about to say. Um, we've got the best uh, is it clean sheet record with Bart. And, you know, so the, the defence has built a reputation being very strong and the, and, the, and the league table doesn't lie, blah, blah, blah. But every time I've watched us play, and particularly on Saturday, I just felt that the, we, weren't, we weren't looking as... I've not been totally convinced by our defensive solidity this season. I'm not totally convinced that the likes of Alex Pierce, for example, is, is this essential component in a rock-solid defence because we've looked at times um, a little panicky in moments and... You know, just as an onlooker to the to the game, particularly since the restart, the 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 kind of um, the idea that we are a defensively solid side has, has has looked a little bit shaky at times to me. I would sort of agree with you on that. I, it's a bit sort of mythy. I mean, going going to Saturday, I think you know the defense was just weird very very odd i never expected that mills clean sheet record coming into the game was excellent qpr ship goals were fun i thought this would be one of those stand sort of two nils you know two nil yeah. get the yeah. job done get out of there um i didn't expect mill to ship four goals and at one point qpr battering them absolutely going absolutely for it. been pulled apart the post going there it was like a you know a, a full blown siege on bart's goal and you know I feel bad for Bart as well. At the end of the game, he was so cut up. He was sat on the pitch after the game. 20 minutes after the game, he was, he was absolutely cut up, you know. Um, and and because because I think Rabbits instilled a sort of a certain mentality. Um, but yeah, I, in terms of defensively, I, I just, I'm not sure. I, 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 I agree with you. I think fullback's such a big problem, you know. I think fullback's a massive problem. I mean, I don't know why Marlon Romero was taken off at halftime. I have no In, idea. Injury, I take it. I mean, I've read about. He's not fit. He wasn't fit in the game um, before. I mean, but left back, left back is needed. I mean, Fergie should be playing right high up the pitch. He was actually really good on Saturday. Yeah. I, I like Ferguson, but yeah, probably not it. in that defensive role because he's he's a better cross and he's, he's he's a man you want further down the pitch for me anyway. Um, it's just been an interesting thing, and, and and you know I know statistics tell one story, but you've also got what you see <clears throat> and. Um, Saturday particularly, I, I felt that we just looked very ragged in defence. Maybe it's been such an intense period. Maybe, as I think Gary Rowett hinted at, that, you know, um, I think we called it the big time idea that some players step up when the, the big situations arise. And we've probably just fell a little bit short on that front. And I think that may be a thing that um, the, the club need to think about. Um some some of the players that you know on field leadership is a thing that you hear a lot about. And where was it on Saturday? It went it went you know in a big situation. Oh, we did, we needed a win, didn't we? Um, big that's big time. You know you, you, we would still have entered the last game of the season with an outside chance, so you need a win. So where was it? Um, it's I don't know. I mean, players that for me that I've got to go, they've outstayed their usefulness. That's not to say that you don't thank them for what they've done. No, just, no, absolutely. Yeah, you, you know, football is ruthless. You know, you're either in or you're out. And and that that's very much how we are. Pierce was a, a signing, a panic signing 
for me um, by Neil Harris at the time to give leadership to a defence that was creaking and uh, cracking every week in the championship. That was fine at the time. But Gary Rowett's instilled us to be more than that. And he needs a ball playing centre half. Yes, I agree. Uh, because C- Hutchinson and Cooper are, you know, they're they're bread and jam. They they play together week in week out. One of them two picks the ball up and moves with it. That that's fine. That's what they do, right? But you can't expect Hutchinson to do that because he physically can't do that. So what one am I picking to keep out of there for the defensive ability they bring? Well, I'll keep Hutchinson because I think, yeah, yeah, you know, for what he's done at the club and his age makes him more of a keepable asset, shall we say. Um, and you get rid of Pierce because there's a better player than him out of contract that play for Derby that has off the field issues, I suppose would be the best way to say it without going into too much debt, that's sitting there with no club. Uh, and I, I don't care. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah Keo. Mate, Keo he's, was, out. He's, out, he's out for another 10 months. He's out for another 10 months. He's out for 15 months. Sign well, him up. What another fifteen months? <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was initial. I thought it was initially fifteen months when he done it. It's well, been you got to remember we've had four fifteen months, seven and a half on good behaviour. It's, it's oh, right. I thought it was fifteen months when he done it in September last year or whatever, and we've already done a year. No, it, it, by the time we restart, it'll be September. That's already a year. Is he worth three? Is he worth waiting for for three months? You know what I mean? He's still going to be out of contract. You still can sign him when he's out of contract, surely. Not now, but he's he's probably done rehab. I'm not just saying Richard Keogh, but it, you know that's the kind of player. Oh, it's an area we need to look at. I th- I think, exactly, yeah. He's I the type it... of player you should be looking at. That person that can bring that ball forward because that's what Cooper does. Cooper's you know, Cooper's ad- adapted to the new demands that Rabbit's put onto him. He's the kind of dickhead that I'd be appreciated at then as well. <laughs> exactly, that's <laughs> exactly sure. it. Like, we need a character. We, we need more dickheads around the character. We need the more place. characters. Morrison was a dickhead, right? But he was our dickhead, right? Yeah. A dickhead to the point where he even cunted off his own fans. That's that's the kind of level that we've got, you know. I don't want this nicety. The reason that Wickham offend me is because they're bland and nice. And that that's unacceptable for me. You know, Akin Fenwar, they put something up on Sky Championship about, oh, defenders will be scared of Akin Fenwar. No, he won't. Cooper will walk in front of him, chest the ball down and fucking walk off with it. He ain't going to chase him, is he? You know, I mean, it's like... No, well, that's, 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 that's going to be their problem. From our point of view, I think that we've, we, you know, there was, there was some strange decisions on, on Saturday. I mean, the playing of uh, Hutchinson in a, in a right-sided, right-back position, whatever you want to call it. I think that was a bit of an odd, an odd one. So, Billy Mitchell should have come on, I think. Yeah, I mean, the manager has to look at himself as well because there's been other situations where we've had conversations about decisions. So, you know, it, the team didn't step up. I don't to some extent, I don't think that Rowett can look at that game on Saturday and think that was one of my best um, managerial days out. So if, you know, the the, the 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 accountability has to go in all directions, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, they've done they've done the double over us QPR this season. I I think back to the the game at the Den where Harris played five at the back and they ripped us apart. You know, um, well, what I want to what I want to say about QPR. I mean, I, I was following this listeners at a barbecue, a family barbecue. So I'm following it surreptitiously on my iPad via. Um, a 4G link up with my phone. So, you know, I, I'll take any, if, I, if I've got any inaccuracies in what I picked up, then I'll put my hand up to it. But I thought QPR looked a, gave us a bit of an object lesson in finishing moves and finishing chances, um, which is something that's been... Considering they had no striker as well, Nick. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, each of the, I'm kind of thinking of the sequence of the goals. Um, there, there, was a, there was a headed chance at the fourth goal, third goal, I can't remember which way round it was now, but they, they put chances away that have eluded our strikers and Tom Bradshaw, unfortunately, has had a number of opportunities that fall to frontline strikers at championship level and really you need to be scoring them. I mean, he's been unlucky, they've been well saved and but that's that's the nature of the business that he's, he's, that he's in. And QPR on Saturday, I thought, finished their chances very, very well and could have had more because Bart did very well. So made a, a number of um, really decent saves. So um, that's where we need to look at. We just haven't scored. If they're scoring goals like that, then it's not impossible. We've got to look at it. It wasn't even just that, though. It was, the, it was the manner of the way they played. They played a system that we were supposed to have played better than what we did. Their, their personnel suit that system better. They marked Woods out the game. Every time Woods picked the ball up, they had two players on him and realised that without Woods, we can't move the ball. So they stopped us from moving the ball and we, we didn't react to that. We had no way of, we had oh. no way of, of playing around that. They Somebody were, made that point on, on online. Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting. I, I apologise. But someone made the point about changing um, approach. Um, sometimes even mid-game, we have these water breaks at the moment. But anyway... You know, great managers are able to make changes in the in as the game flows, and you know, um, I'm not saying when, when that's, that's Gary Rowitz. That's Gary Rowitz' yeah. job. He's manager. You know, he's got well, to be well, able to do it. Half time, he he, he realised. Look, I need to change it. Yeah. And as soon as he brought on Smith, things started to change. I mean, Smith actually, you know, I know I've given him shit, but he looks better than Bradshaw right now. He looks much better. Top, than Bradshaw. Top scorer. Bradshaw, Bradshaw was invisible on Saturday. Yeah. But he, they, they yeah, go I through agree. games where they both, they're both as bad as each other. Do, do you understand? Yeah. I mean, yeah. in, in yeah, certain yeah. games, they both can't do the other one's work. And that's, again, going back to Rowett, of Rowett learning what I need to do in each game with this squad. Now, we're starting to get to the point where he needs to know that. We shouldn't be asking, you know, it's about a learning experience because he's been here long enough now um, to understand that. Does he know what he wants going forward? I mean, Aaron's mentioned some strikers in our group chat that he thinks will be free and available. But what we are crying out for, and I don't care who you are, what the QPR game proved to me in this level and at the higher level, is you need pace. You need pace because pace kills you. Pace gives you time to pick the pass. It gives you time to play the ball. And we really, really lack that. We lack that breaking from midfield. We lack that person's run on the shoulder. And, you know, we've got these two 17-year-olds. I know they're 17. But you've got two 17-year-olds that are sitting on the bench who are, what, England schoolboy level? For for tomorrow night or when? Well, I'm hoping we're going to see some of this. this I I can't see the point. What? What we've done for years, this is going back to Jacket and Harris to a point, other than Fred. You look at it, Fred, O'Brien, Thompson, Mitchell, right? That, that's the ones that we've seen have actually gone. Nelson, obviously, bombed off to Tranmere or someone else. You, you know, that there's not been many good news stories in terms of our youth development. So when we do have someone, you've got to expose them to first-team football in the right way, in a nothing game, in a ground that there's no crowd there to get on your back. Just go and play football in a man's environment. I, I can't see, you know, Aidan O'Brien isn't being given a contract. Yui Scalak shouldn't be near a Millwall shirt ever again. Conor Mahoney can go. These are players on big wages. These are players that take away, they're parasitic in the way that they take your wage budget. You don't realise it 
that take 10 grand a week and this person takes 20 grand a week. You, we can't do it. We don't have the budget to have players think, that we're carrying. And I think, I think Gary Rowett will get rid of those players. I think he will. Well, I, I don't know about Mahoney. I think he may, he may, he may persevere with him. I don't know what the contractual situation is, but I think you know. I'm just looking at the middle top scorers list on the BBC website. So Matt Smith, 14 goals, top scorer. Um, behind him is, is is Tom Bradshaw on 10 goals. I didn't realise he'd scored that many goals. Yeah, start the season, he got quite a few. Yeah, um, but I think. So there's, there's a question mark hanging over Tom Bradshaw. I, mean, I, 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 I was hopeful when he arrived that he would be. I think he stays. The answer. I think he's in big trouble. I, 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 I wouldn't keep him. Because... I wouldn't keep him, Harry. If but, if, the, if the chance to out him comes, I but, would. But I, I... Nick, I know you're saying you wouldn't keep him, and this is the point I'm hearing, right? If we get rid of players like him that have played all season, the only reason you get rid of him is because there's better. You well, don't have to get. But you'd have to sign someone. This is better, and then also, if first game in that season, that person gets a knee injury and out for the year, I'm afraid you're going to have to go back to Tom Bradshaw, right? This is the point. You need three or four strikers. You need a replacement for a replacement for Smith. You need a replacement for Bradshaw that does that. I, can, role. I, I don't. I don't see Smith going anywhere. I mean, you know. No. I, I think Bod Varson's, Varson's done, mate. Bod yeah, Varson. exactly. Varson's done. Bod Varson's more oh, of the one done God. than Bradshaw for there me. Was, there Bradshaw was a moment, stays because of work rate. There was a moment on Saturday, Bod Varson got the penalty back to uh, the, the ball penalty spot back to goal, and he and passed out wide. Time. Yeah, I saw that. He passed yeah. that wide, and at that point, I think I literally threw something, and the chaps in the press box next to <laughs> Millbows, like Alex Grace and John Kelly, were looking at me like, "Are you all right?" And I was. <laughs> Off. I was just angry. Surely a striker, you've been doing it, mate. What is this? Is what I mean. It's like, not Bod Varson that played for Wolves was class, class, mate. Where's the, the Icelandic international? He's played in the World Cup. He's you know he, the, the, a bit like Scalic. Of a wrong. They come. They come. <laughs> well, no, but you know they, they, they've, they've 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 come to us with a price tag attached. They've played for clubs. They've they've, they've played internationally. These are uh, strikers that you would expect to have done a lot, lot better. I mean, uh, John Daddy, with, with all of that we've said, has got five goals. Aidan O'Brien, who we read today, is not going to be offered a new contract and will be leaving the club, is on four goals. That's, that's in a season where he's, he's only played 800 minutes. You know, that's, that's not good enough. O'Brien is a poacher, to be fair. O'Brien is a poacher for all of his detractors. He, come on, he used to come on, do nothing if he played from the start. But if he's coming off the bench, he'd get a chance and he'd take it. And that's the, di- that's the difference. He, O'Brien has a footballing brain, but his body can't do it, if that makes sense. He doesn't yeah, have yeah. electric so have I. pace. I've got, I've got a football brain. My no, body no, gave no, up no, on no, me. Yeah, long you understand ago. what I mean? If he'd <laughs> been blessed with Fred's pace, he wouldn't have played for Millwall because he, he generally has a little bit about him. It just takes him a little bit too long to do it sometimes because he's not blessed mm. with natural fitness or natural... I, natural I can't pace. believe he's played 226 games. He's, he's been a good servant for the club yeah. with, without a good, ever... I, I think, I mean, I just want to pick up on your point at the start of this conversation. I, I think, you know, Aidan O'Brien, I, I, you know, he, he has his critics. I, but I want to say thank you to Aidan O'Brien because, you know, he's he, he's been there for us in some, some tight situations. He's scored goals. You know, you can criticise his game. You can say he should have done better. Maybe he will do better if he finds the right the right um, support and club and, and so on. 
but he's 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 been a Millwall player, and you know it's it's it sounds like um, he doesn't fit into Gary Rowett's plans. I understand that actually. I think we do have to start looking higher, and I think I also would want to look higher than possibly the other players we've mentioned. Certainly John Daddy and 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 uh, and the likes of Scalac and so on. But I wouldn't put Aidan O'Brien in that category. He's 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 given he's given a lot to the club, two hundred odd appearances, and you know it would yeah, be acknowledged. If you, played, if you play to your ability and we let you go because you're no longer to the ability we want to play to. That's completely different than being bought with the promise of ability and providing very little. And that, that's the difference between Ascalac and O'Brien. O'Brien has played to his maximum and is now no longer to the standard we require. Whereas Scalac was bought with the idea that he'd take us to another plane and the only plane he seems to be wanting to be on is back to the Czech Republic or, or to leave one. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. Do you think that, I mean, obviously we, we can't tell, but um, do you think Gary Rout will have a different level of pull to Neil Harris as a manager in terms of players? Yeah, I do. Um, um, I do. Possibly from clubs that he's been at, because I think that he's worked at more clubs, therefore he has a bigger pool of players to, with personal um, relationships with. I think that's, very clear with a Woods-like situation. I don't think Woods would have come to Millwall if Neil Harris was in charge because he doesn't know him, where he knows Rowett and he knows he's Rowett's boy as it makes, you know, for, that's not a knock. He just is. You can tell the, the way that Gary Rowett trusts in Ryan Woods and Ryan said, as Ryan rightly said, when he was dropped, he was dropped because he obviously didn't do what Gary Rowett had asked him to do. They mm. have a very almost paternal relationship from the outside, it seems. Um, and possibly that will, is the same for Mason Bennett from their time together at Burton and their time at Derby together. Whether or not we're going to be a Derby B team, I, I don't know. But we, we, definitely, we definitely need a player that is a top 10 championship player rather than a League One player that is playing above their level to get to the top 10. And I, I feel that's maybe reading between the lines that's maybe this season's job this you know this season not a rebuilding but it it's a development we, certainly it I mean, is a development season you need to we need to get a left side going in terms of something going forward. you mentioned mason bennett harry i mean i you know i i, I, I the, the 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 kind of flying mason's ointment is his is his, his fitness and he he seems to get knocked <clears throat> and you know he, he, some players are whatever way you put it, it sounds disparaging I don't mean it to if you're listening Mason but you know if you keep getting injured and you have to, the loss of the loss of Mason on Saturday made an impact on the way we were approaching yeah. bringing in John Daddy who doesn't feel you any faith and but then and would I went on to demonstrate that yeah through, would um, I rather have 45 minutes out of Mason Bennett every four weeks that is well, he can't no he can't operate on that basis I mean he's no, got you, He's got to get healthy, isn't he? I mean, well, no, he has to. But I, I don't think this is the period for players to get healthy. This has been proved. I mean, Romeo's picked up a knock and played sixty minutes, and then broken down after forty-five. I feel, you know, Mason, Mason Bennett's injuries will be a detract, will detract from his his value, yeah, value for other clubs. I think is he out of is he out of contract yeah. or do we just have an option? I, I don't. No, no, he's he's out of contract. Right. So, I think you know, I think Rowan likes him. Understand that. I think Gary Rowett likes him, and unjustifiably, because when he's on form, if he's healthy, big question, he's a great player. And he's certainly a level above what we have um, accepted previously, on, especially on the left side of our of our midfield stroke attack. So I, 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 
for if me, he plays twenty games next season. He's be, he'd be worth the money. That's all I'm saying because in those twenty games, he'd give you more than what we've got. I mean, it's, it's been a difficult. That's less than period. half the games, but it's still better than what we've got at the minute. I mean, players have gone from running around their local park and checking in via an app on their phone and keeping themselves as fit as you can without, then you're going to lose something in that three month period. Then you've gone into this kind of very intense two games a week, um, everything on the table period. So no wonder you're getting the likes of Romeo and and and, and Bennett and and I'm sure there's going to be others in the squad that are carrying Knox and trying to get through to um, you know the end of the season. It, it, it's going to be a weird period because we're not going to get a full. Um, close season you're not gonna, you, you know you're going to be practically in pre-season pretty much as soon as you finish this season so I think they'll have sort of three weeks off wouldn't they if that something Probably like break that up fri- break up Friday they have three weeks off get a holiday in and then come back there's Dartford the away yeah oh Dartford the away fucking <laughs> as if as if it weren't that bad enough then you say words like Dartford away to me Cole Shelton um, I, I, yeah. I am hopeful I I I I I, I we had this debate on our WhatsApp group listeners about um, whether we should be feeling hopeful. Or, I can't remember if it was phrased or framed now, but um, the season that we just had has finished on a higher level for me than we might have expected back in the um, you know the August and September part of the the campaign. A long while ago, nearly a year ago since this season began, I was just doing. Um, we're hoping to get together a, a, a yearbook, and I was just doing some um, match reports from start of the season so it's quite interesting to look back at those games at Fulham Ooh, it, that is this season when we got beat um, by, by, by um, you know at Fulham so, so by that percentage we had 80 odd percent possession so it, we've come a long way this season from that period and then there's obviously the, you know the change in management so I think we've come a long way I just want to see that journey continuing upwards because yeah. I think I think that's a potential that's that's where I think the club is aiming at and as we have that potential in us I think if you if you look back to the summer last summer, which obviously, as you're saying, is a year ago now, but mm. if you look back to that summer, Neil Harris come out as his last parting uh, shot at the end of last season. Who did we play? We play away at Owl or someone like that? Somewhere. Wigan, up, Wigan north. some, northern, some yeah. northern desolate wasteland. He <sighs> said there are players at this club that need to go. Yeah. There's been too much that have gone on this season. Now, I think that the players that he got in have proven... Some have proven to be good. Some have proven not to be good enough. Um, but he tried to change things. And for better or worse, Neil Harris has left us. Obviously, with the results, you'd say for the better, Gary Rowett has come in and done a good job. The, the playing staff hasn't changed. The playing staff, again, will be addressed in the summer. Uh, if you look where we are from 12 months ago in terms of the rebuild that this club has done, five years ago, we were in disarray. Five years ago, Neil Harris has put us on a secure footing, as you said, and Gary Rowett is the, you know, is the icing on top of the cake, shall we say? I feel, I feel it's the, you know, the the hard work's been done. Now we're now we're adding the garnish. Now we're adding the the finesse that will get you to that next level. And I, th- I hope, and I do hope, that the club understand that you still need a Hutchinson and Cooper, and you still need a Ben Thompson. Because if you lose that, and that is what my fear is, and I said that thing, is that we try to go, and we've seen it before, and I don't think Rowitz Holloway, and I've got I've got to try and put this in a way where I don't get abused by Tony Monday or someone else. <laughs> I just worry that we can take a step. What makes us great is the ability to play football, but also play blood and thunder type football uh, and there's a there's a fine line with Millwall that if you get it wrong 
it falls on its ass. And this season, at times, we've got it perfect. You know, the, the Forest game was probably the epitome of that. Yeah. There's been games at home where we've been the epitome of that. 4-4-2, four, four, we need to be able to play five at the back and we also need to be able to play 4-4-2, four, four, if that makes sense. This team needs to have the flexibility to play to the den, but it also needs to the den crowd and get us involved, as well as being able to go away from home and nick a result. And I feel we've got the going away from home and nicking the result bit right. We just now need to add the quality to allow us to play at the den with no fear. Uh, uh, is that a good surmise? Is that yeah? No, I, I'd agree with that. I, 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 everyone knows the, the 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 unique environment that is the den, and I mean, I, what you what I think you're really looking for is the, a flexible team that can play appropriate to the situation that it's in. So going away from home, you're probably going to have to set up like we have a lot this season with some success. Set up behind the ball, hit them on the break, and hit well on the break. We've done that actually quite well i mean the, the league yeah, the, i'd agree the, the rowett um form table says how many points we've obtained and it's that's been built on that approach i think where we've we've probably struggled um is taking the game to the oppo- the opposition at the den where there's a pressure on you to on the wall to to um, put them to the sword somewhat and i think that there's a how that's going to be dealt with is going to be where Gary Rowett earns his, earns his wages because home form needs to improve because that's always been the rock-solid um, foundation of any Millwall club, any Millwall side. Um, f- playing without fear in front of a baying Millwall crowd is, is requires a certain type of character and that will be the key because um, I, think we, I think we have the basis of a good side, a side that can challenge, but I agree with Harry that you, you, you need the... Um, you need the trimmings on top now. It's time I, for the. Uh, it's time. I, th- for the- I think tactically. I think since Rabbit's come in, I think they've actually been all right. You know, um, don't get me wrong. He's got it wrong once or twice, but I think sort of the general, um, the general idea has been good. I just think it's a distinct lack of quality, and I think on Saturday, it showed. You know, you have a striker in there, and 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 you're winning that game. You're going to outscore Queens Park Rangers, and and you're going to win that game. And there's so many other games you can look back at and say, well, you know what? You know, they, they should have beaten Blackburn by a bigger margin, Hull by a bigger margin, yeah. should have beaten Middlesbrough, um, Swansea, Barnsley, all these games post-lockdown. You have a quality striker in there who can do the business and maybe one or two more. And you're right. And, and again, service is something we, we've talked about a lot. You know, it's all right having a good striker in there, but the service has got to be you know, sort of, sort of very, very good. And it's just it's just difficult. I think a midfield sort of rebuild is is needed effectively. Um you need a defensive midfielder. Yeah. You need, definitely. A, you need an artist you need an artist to play with Woods because Woods is Woods is fine at doing the simple fit and does have the ability to spit a killer pass in his locker. But he can't if he gets man marked out of that, you need another one who he can give the ball to. You need a partnership within that. Within that, you then need a Jimmy Abdu type player to mop everything up because I think that's why we've conceded so many goals since lockdown in games derby. When we push on, you know, we don't really have that sitting holding midfielder who's going to get about the pitch with with pace. Um, and then the strike, the striking option is you need you need another quality player. But I think Matt Smith is good at what he does, so I think don't think you can really not Matt Smith. Bradshaw's a workhorse and maybe you're going to be all right away from home, not to get your goals, but he'll do the pressing, he'll do the work. But you do need, a, I think, someone to run in behind to look, to give Woods 
and whoever we sign in the midfield with him and out ball, a, a nice little ball over the top. There's so many times when we hit the ball long, not like a hoof, but we hit like a, a lovely sort of diag into space and you think someone's going to be there or chase that and they just don't because they haven't got the pace to do that. And I think that's what we lack. We lack someone that's going to break the lines with, with, nice, with nice pace. We need another way to score. We we can't rely on that all the time, if you understand. The, the, the Zoom calls have started, according to news at Den. It's an interesting report. I don't know if you boys saw it. I did copy it into our notes. Yeah, so, I saw. Um, the Zoom calls have started with potential transfer targets. Agents, are, so he's in conversation. Um, mm. the, 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 the sentence that I highlighted, which I thought most interesting, you kind of expect that, you know, given that we've got this short, close season, Coming, so you, you know you wouldn't be doing your job if you weren't on it already. But um, he says there's no point in bringing the same sort of players in. And I think maybe Harry, that might be touching on what you've what you've um, you know what you've touched on there, really, because um, clearly Gary Rower is thinking we need something different, something to to break the um, break the mold a little bit, the mill mold. And so it's going to be an interesting period. He's clearly seeing the same games that we're seeing. Which is good. I mean, I'd be very worried if he wasn't seeing the games that we're seeing because I'm hoping he's at the same, the same games that we are. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, Holloway clearly wasn't, and neither was Lomas. So uh, I suppose, <laughs> I suppose, I suppose that's a plus point already. But I, I, I mean, I put into the group chat today. I mean, John Swift, who is a perennial championship name, mm. but on his day is fantastic. Aaron would have seen him at Reading oh, yeah. make sort of virtuoso performances. Sheffield United are looking at him for 3.5 million, according to one particularly dubious Twitter source. He is the kind of player in a good side who is a luxury, but on your day, he'll set four or five chances up that have to be taken. Yeah. Like they'll, be, they'll be unmissable almost. And the, the problem is, is I feel like Millwall, we, can't, we, we have a certain player that we, we take a natural disliking to. And you're, you're going to know what kind of player I'm talking about here. The Alice Band wearing the Diego Fabrini would be the modern day. I loved uh, him. I loved him. Yes, I... you did. But you like the artistry. You like the un, you like that. Where I've, got, most I've people, got some spot for Conor Mahoney, to be honest. Yes, exactly. But you like the idea that this mercurial, lazy cunt is going to do a bit of work, right? You like the idea and going to do something. That's fine. But the, the, the apex of that species is Bradley Dack. Now, in you know, there's other players in this division that can do it. Wes Houlihan used to do it. They can only do it to this level. But when they go up, they can't do it. When they go to the next level, I'm very interested to see what we do because we need. I think Ben Thompson, whether he's injured, whether he's not, I worry that he's not a Gary Rowett player um, because he hasn't been used. I've been told he's injured. I don't know if he's injured. There's not. I've not seen that officially from the club. If it has come out, I haven't seen it. Um, so I apologise for that if they have said that. But Ben Thompson, you know, Aaron's seen him. Aaron, you watch a lot more championship football, te- football teams than the rest of us. You think he, you think Ben Thompson is a good level championship midfielder? You don't think he's, you know, it's just the system that doesn't suit Ben Thompson. So where you say we need a rebuild, is that because we need a rebuild to be more attacking or more defensively minded? Or is it? Just... He needs just an upgrade on quality in general. There's just an upgrade. They need to go a level up now. I mean, look, I'm I'm looking at the teams potentially going down and thinking who can be poached. Alex Mowat, Barnsley, 25 years old, good player, good player. You know, there, there's a lot of players out there 
who can be grabbed. I mean, Luton as well, you know, I, I know I sort of have this sort of little loving with him. I don't know why, because I go there a lot and I don't really like it, but I have this little loving with him because I like the job that Mick Harford's done as their head of recruitment. And I think he's so essential. The players like Pelly Ruddock and um, there's, I mean, he's got the best out of technical, Luke Berry. Luke Berry in their midfield is like a little dog, a little yappy dog. And to be honest, he's probably the first player I'll go and get out of Luton. Luke Berry, good player. Elliot Lee as well. Uh, Rob Leeson, you know, he's, he's, he's a good player. Plays as a 10. Very, very handy technical player. He's, he's a good player. It just, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. I think this summer we're going to see a lot more freebies going. And it's not going to be a case of you know, who offers the most wages. It's going to be a case of who gets there quickest because people need security. People yeah, really true. need security. Yeah. I think I think you've got to look at players, uh, you've got to look at the teams in financial trouble who will need to cut wages. So that's Wigan, Birmingham, Sheffield Wednesday. You've you got to look at their... Uh, it'd be interesting to see when their retain list comes out mm. after Wednesday. It'd be really interesting to see how much cut, uh, how much cut of the cloth club has have to do because of this. I'd love to see Nuhu in a... In a yeah, Nuhu at Millwall would be good. I'd love to see Nuhu at Millwall. I mean, I can imagine him getting sent off every other game, but, I mean, that's, that's probably about right. I, I'd like Robinson from Wigan. I think yeah. probably too much money for us. I think he'll end up at a Premier League side, although his medical records may be a problem with that. Kiefer Moore, another one that I'd like. I think he is... Uh, uh, <laughs> I think he's a cut above. I think he's a top 10 championship player. Um, but I could see a Cardiff or a Swansea game for him um, and being Welsh as he is, I, I can see him going now. But there, there's, a few, there's a few interesting championship players. Uh, if, we, if we get two or three gems and four, you know, two or three star quality players that we think are going to do the business and then maybe some, maybe some diamonds in the rough underneath it, who, who knows where we'll be next season. The division for me next season will be the weakest it's been for a while and yeah I agree big opportunity next season absolutely uh, that's why it matters we get it more right, this season we get it right big if but if we get it right there's a, a team a, a, a wishy-washy league so to speak where we've got a chance so, it's yeah. interesting when the teams that come up all three of them you think are worse than us you know there's no you know Portsmouth and you know Portsmouth and Sunderland haven't come up and suddenly you know we'll be able to spend more than us you know we can Commentary yeah. and Rotherham with the greatest deal of respect to us. They're not a pool and they probably don't have more money than us, I'm guessing. And you'd have to think that that's, that's a plus point. And where we finish is a plus point. The manager's a plus point. The, the fact that we're on a sound financial footing is a plus point. You know, we're a, I, I think if you sell that right to players, as Aaron said, because of security reasons, it's... No, Future's a... looking bright, but you've got to you've got to do the business now. It's up to Alex Aldridge and the rest of the recruitment team. You know, this is the team that famously signed Tom Elliott and didn't sign Lyle Taylor. So <laughs> I, I do worry, um, but but let's let's hope we uh, we do the business in the summer. But it's been a good season, but you can't help feel that we ourselves gave it away. Um, just to just to briefly perhaps just to close us out we've got um, this dead rubber now on, on Wednesday night Mill versus Huddersfield manager this Huddersfield very oh, strange yeah. story of the, the Cowley brothers um, 
we I don't know between we three we've done we have any particular insight into what might lie behind that beyond as Frankie Christos put it on on Twitter um, the bonkers football which has well and truly gone mad along with Nigel Pearson in in the, in the that's more understandable I I, 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 I yeah I mean I, I can see why they might want to um, trade Watford up on think, Nigel Pearson but yeah, I can I see Watford I can see think that. they're safe. I think they think yeah. they're safe. So I, I wonder whether Huddersfield think they're safe. I mean, they're in, in terms of teams below them, there are they're in 18th and Luton are in 20, the danger 22nd spot on 48 points. So they're mathematically not entirely out of the woods. Perhaps in goal difference terms, they they might think they are, but um, it's not until it's <laughs> so mathematic. Rolled over about eight nil by us or something. Well, I mean, you know, you, you, until it's game 46 and the final whistle's blown, then you might want to out your Cowley brothers if that's what you really yeah. want to do for reasons beyond. I me. wonder if there's. I wonder Strange if there's decision. contractual. I wonder if there's contractual bonuses involved on dates. Don't know. Don't know. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, money tends to play a part in these, in these things. I mean, Aaron probably knows more than us, but I, I wouldn't think that, I wouldn't think the Cowley brothers are going to struggle to get a job. I mean, they took over Huddersfield when they were bottom and they've kept with one point or whatever, and they've kept them up. So, yeah. you know, um, they've done a good job. From they've the a good job. They're well-rated management duo. And... Yeah, they've done very well with Lincoln. They set them on a good footing. They'll, they'll get a job, whether mm. at this level or the next level. Maybe. Maybe they can wait. I think they're imagining <laughs> they're a major, All I can think they're a major of duo that can can wait for their next job. I can see them at an Ipswich. I can see them at uh, Portsmouth. I can see them at a Sunderland. They will get a big club lower down the leagues one with that's money. Yeah, well, don't that's don't, don't forget. I I I personally think, and I'd step my money on them going to Birmingham City. You know. Possibly, I mean, it's a club that is under. I mean, they'll be in FFP. They <laughs> they'll be in FFP. So I think maybe Huddersfield is the Dutch. Others sort of got Pep Guardiola coming over. Maybe that's uh, it's a big secret deal. No one's heard well, of it. Men City well, want to the, Men City want to be the new Millwall. So, I mean, I, I'll take the Bruyne if, if we're going to be loaning players backwards and forwards. We still wouldn't score any goals, though. We'd probably pass it sideways all day. And I'd say what a shit football player he is. Score prediction don't really matter too much now. But I think I want to see us win it on, her, uh, on Wednesday, Harry. Um, I'd like to see us win it with some youngsters and some some sign of uh, some some future development going on. So um, yeah, I mean, I'd 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 like to see. This is obviously I don't know who's fit, but I'd like to see Mitchell start. I'd like to see the young the young centre half who's been in there around the really? side start. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see the the two the two kids out of the uh, out of yeah. the youth cup run. If they don't start, but on the bench, at least take part at some point. I'd like us to try. I'd like us to try maybe, you know, Smith and Bradshaw together in a in a three or two or whatever way. I, I just feel it's almost like a preseason friendly before preseason, um, and I think to not use it as that way would be almost a miss because they're going to want to play. So, you know, you're going to gain a match day experience with no baying Millwall fan for blood. No one's going to get on your back. I think it's the perfect opportunity to, to blood the youngsters. You're right. So, I mean, if we win, I'm, I'm not going to watch the game. I mean, I was going to put the day off work on Wednesday night because I'm on late this week. So I'm not going to watch the game. I'll probably listen to it if I can get a signal. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. I just am um, a little bit, it's fallen flat and I think football is flat without fans. And I think that's literally should be the takeaway and it should be, it should, and I don't think it is, but it should be a wake up call to those in power that without fans, football is fuck all, um, but it won't be. So 
that's that's my parting bit for the season. Well, we started there, Aaron, didn't we? And I think probably it's a good place to, to finish the show. I think that's that's probably a nice loop all the way around. Yeah, they got to tell you, we won't bother with the predictions. Fuck the predictions, don't need them. No. I think yeah. I might might work on a, a score predictions theme next season. But, uh, um, but yeah, thank you very much for joining us uh, on Acton Will. I hope you recovered from the weekend. Um, we've got some sore heads over here. But yeah, until next time, bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Aston Mural. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. However, that's you all wrong. Till next time. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.